concrete Christmas. Once painted over with white paint, walls are largely back to their raw concrete faces. It's easy to make out the black spots here and there, filling up the nooks and crannies of the wall. The morning is cold and wet, there's a slight fog and somehow the moisture penetrates absolutely everything. It's hard to feel comfortable, let alone warm, and no jacket is saving us from it. It feels very claustrophobic as we scuffle along. At least there's a roof over our heads, though our feet are still on the path outside. The way everybody's moving, there's a constant grinding noise as small rocks and dirt carried in from our walk here. My hands feel so cold. They're red. It's a struggle to even move them. I can't really seem to catch any warmth. Stuck in line, so close to getting inside, though. For what, I wonder? Ten minutes later, I reach the first steps and get inside the building. I see the reflection of the fluorescent light tubes in the hall below, lines and lines of stalls showing the goods. The fluorescent lights illuminating the white sheets on the tables. Glimpse of trinkets and tools. The first step I take, the same grinding noise continues. The steps themselves, dirty, mud from outside smeared on them, moist and glistening. It's spread out throughout the concrete faces, not taken from the outside, but the moisture permeating through the concrete faces itself. As I get further inside, there's a warmth coming from just the group of people being in here. It's a moist warmth, and while it does help to get to a pleasant temperature, the air also becomes thick with moisture. Everybody's breathing. It feels heavy and explains the scuffling as well. At face value, the idea sounds fine. Being here, it's uncomfortable at best. As I step down, reaching the ground level, the view becomes clearer. A converted industrial building or bunker, equipped with only the bare essentials. In a minimal set of windows in the distance and spaced fluorescent lights. The least attractive Christmas market I've had the displeasure of visiting. Dragged along by a friend, she systematically scuttles along the lines and I follow. Each trinket, each piece of cutlery or crockery, each mock tool or ornament of the same dubious quality. Single-use reminders of how nostalgia sets us to do things we objectively know are bad ideas. To begin with, the uncomfortably large group of people here, it's busy in a way that's beyond uncomfortable. A thick coat or not, people bumping into you, however slightly, is something we've so actively avoided over the past year and a half, it's bizarre to get back to a place where this is suddenly possible again. As I scuffle along, the chamber seems to amplify the grinding noise. It has a strange effect and I feel like I'm slipping in a trance. Salesmen agreeing prices and customers only half-heartedly trying to haggle them down. Their voices echo strangely in this curious building. It doesn't take long until I find my own voice participating in the echoing cacophony. Caught in the moment and fed by nostalgia, I buy a set of handmade glass Christmas tree ornaments. A wooden pen, a set of dinner plates and matching cutlery for Christmas dinner I doubt I'll ever have. Even just the idea of being together with people I love, however few, seems to nourish my soul. The solitude of last Christmas still growing through me and the prospect of another one drives me to find changes in my life. Though my luck tends to vary, I felt the year might be different. Even in this oversized concrete casket, the Christmas spirit burns strong. 
it finds warmth with these strangers and we find each other caught up in the collective nostalgia as we scuttle along this concrete relic. Eventually we find our way outside the building and both my friend and I find ourselves with a collection of bags with items that are objectively bad and we could never have bought if not drunk on the lack of fresh air and oxygen and the trance-inducing murmur of the market. It takes us a few minutes to recover. Oxygen flowing back into our brains, it takes some effort to hold on to the overwhelming urge to indulge in an immediate regret, a preemptive buyer's remorse. We move the bags to our backpacks, both out of practical considerations, but at least as much to hide the shame and our evidence of our financial transgressions. Yet the lingering sense of nostalgia remains and the desire to feel this family connection still feels strong. I can't help but find a wanting for warmth in the upcoming holiday season, to find the connection out there with someone wanting the same. Though in this case my friend must feel similar, her demeanor is a bitter combination of longing for warmth and the longing to break the loneliness. Hungry from the morning, we head out to lunch together. The conversation is quiet. For the first time in a while, I feel uncertain what to say and what to do. Luckily, there's a Christmas market, and food is never far away. Bratwurst, hot chocolate, and other fantastic things whose biggest achievement is the ability to not only deliver excessive calories, but to combine this with the clogging of our arteries at the same time. After which I find myself satisfied, and in my head comfortably rolls to my friend's shoulder. It's easy to find cynicism here, and I certainly know I do, but today I might have found a way to celebrate Christmas slightly differently, at least in better company. I hope you enjoyed this narration. For more stories or other information, please visit carliswriting.wordpress.com. That is carl with a K, iswriting.wordpress.com. Thank you and have a nice day.